that's outstanding. Like a farmer on his feet. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I can think up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, that guy, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you? Craig, been a great day. I've uh, been up since 4 a.m. writing stories. I, I woke up early today and I just decided to to just keep going. And uh, so it's been a kind of a long day, but but I felt a lot of energy today. How are I you? I love yeah. that. Company, company man. Company man. I think it's just a guy who like is realizing that he snores so loudly that he wakes himself up at night. I think that's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that about you. I don't know why. I wouldn't have thought that until recently, but like I've started to hear myself snoring while I'm sleeping and it didn't, I didn't do that before. So it's weird. That is weird. It's probably an, it's probably an age thing. You're, you're getting to be old now. Yeah. Little, (laughs) what what, what do they say at long in the teeth? Yes. Long in the hair. Long in, long in the teeth, maybe longer in the hair than me. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I've seen my long teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So things are good with you. Uh, yeah. You were excited about uh, something that we did in the last podcast. Uh, wasn't that right? Yeah. Well, Craig, you, uh, well, for, first off, Craig, but how, how are you? I, I you, you know, we, we were, that was all about me just now, but how are you? Oh, well, that's so nice of you to ask. Uh, it's been a crazy, a little bit of a crazy week. Uh, the other day, um, I threw the dogs outside right after it rained. Not literally, you know, I didn't throw the dogs, put them out there and uh, they chased around and I couldn't catch them. And by the time I could, they were both covered in mud. So I had to take a little, yeah, I had to take a little break and uh, give them both baths outside. And uh, so that was entertaining. Uh, Otherwise, I'm just kind of getting ready for our big, uh, big fantasy football draft coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah. I'm yeah. uh, thinking of thinking of ways to uh, intimidate you in the uh, picking process. I'm going to be sending you little IMs or texts uh, when it comes uh, your choice, or maybe after you've chosen and comment on what a poor pick you just made. You know that kind of thing. Some just some casually veiled threats here and there. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be fun. That's always uh, something we do every year. It's actually the 10th anniversary of our league. I don't know if you even realize that, but uh, we're going to do our thing. It's going to be a good time. That's unbelievable. I mean, that that precedes my time in the league, but it's uh, it's an honor to be in there. You feel like you're part of history. So. <laughs> yeah, You've been there most of the way, though, probably seven or eight of those years, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so- yeah something like that i'm 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 starting to leave my leave my legacy haven't haven't won the championship yet but you're gonna get there unless i have something to do with it (laughs) oh you always seem to do craig (laughs) now so you were asking what i was thinking craig and i was thinking i was reflecting on last week's movie night episode in our podcast where oh yes yes yeah you know normally we do that well you would do that over the simply the 
audio medium, but since we were on um, video this time, uh, we did that on video for the first time. So how do you feel like that went, Craig? You know, I thought it went pretty well. Uh, the the Oscars of podcasting have come in since then. And mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to let you know we were both selected as, as best actor. Uh, in addition to uh, I won the award for best screenplay. So I, I, feel, I feel pretty good as far as how that went. And it was only for a trailer. Just think if we made a full length uh, movie. I mean, we kind of do with this podcast every week and you know, it's probably not going to win any awards, but as long as I make up that we won an award for our trailer, I'm pretty happy. Craig, you're like the Aaron Sorkin of channel <laughs> trailers. I'm very yes. impressed. Yes, thank you. That's because nobody else does it. Well, that's... <laughs> I'm that's a pioneer. Called, yeah, that's called breaking ground on a greenfield opportunity. That's what we would call it. So we call that in the industry. Oh, we do. It's another one of those industry uh, industry uh, monikers. I like it. Yeah, it's good. But right, uh, yeah, who are we talking about here, uh, James? Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, I think about movies lately. Yeah. Are, you, are you watching movies? Like, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of lot of buzz around the summer blockbusters this year. You go and see them. Yeah, there has has been, hasn't there? We've got the. Oppenheimer movie and Barbie. I know that was a big thing. They came out at the same time. And uh, new Indiana Jones, new Mission Impossible. They're talking about how those movies are kind of saving the box office. Uh, yeah. And I tell you what, James, I have seen exactly none of them. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? I can't blame you. I streamed Asteroid City by Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... you're, uh, your uncle, Wes. Yeah, yeah, I always got, I mean, he gives me free tickets, so um, <laughs> what can I say? Um, you can probably see his cinema, cinematography reflected in the camera angles that I choose for our podcast. Yeah, they're um, varying, yes. Totally, <laughs> they're varying all the say. time. <laughs> no, but, I'm telling you, James, yeah. I, yeah, I would, I do want to see those movies, but I was having this conversation with you or somebody else on our team, maybe it was on our edit call the other day, where I actually, I don't know if this is easy, but I can't really remember the last time I was in the theater to see a movie. It's really been like, I'm not joking. It's probably been seven, eight, maybe 10 years. Um, and it's not because I don't like movies. I do, I'm more inclined to watch like TV series. But in this day and age, when you've got, you know, got a good size television, sound bar, you know, subwoofer and all that sort of thing. I don't miss a lot about going to movies because I wind up spending, I don't even know, what does it cost to go to a movie now? Probably like 15 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. By yeah. the time you spend that for two people and, you know, you got to eat the food. I mean, I never go to a theater without getting popcorn and candy and so forth. Mm -hmm. You know, you're 50 or 60 bucks or more before you get out of there. Right. And, uh, you know, I could have just waited it to come out on Prime or Netflix or whatever and, and it doesn't cost me anything beyond the subscription of those services so i'm not i'm not anti-movie theater by any stretch i just haven't really made the effort to to get there in a long time how about you well i think i'm probably similar maybe a little bit of nuance in that i'm just waiting for a matinee i'm a matinee oh, guy yeah. you know like it doesn't make a difference to me whether i'm watching it at night in the afternoon so i'll go the time when it's uh less money so i'll go yeah. You know, I love saving money, Craig. Um, so <laughs> I'll go. Uh, we all do. Uh, <laughs> I'll go at the, uh, you know, I'll go see it for $5 and 
you know, I'll just eat popcorn before I go and then I'll have a full stomach and won't oh, okay. temptation. But that's uh, not, not a bad idea. Maybe with the money that you save and going to matinees, you can book direct flights instead of uh taking two or three stops <laughs> away hey. from one place to another. We can dream, Craig. We can dream. <laughs> Uh, uh, so things that we're uh, looking forward to, quite hopefully, um, fast approaches the day of our Channel Futures Leadership Summit in Miami uh, in uh, two months, Craig. Are you pumped? Are you pumped? It's coming up pretty soon. Pumped like water in a well, James. Water in a well. And so that means you're pumped, right? I don't know, James, you were actually the one who fed me that simile uh, to read. I thought it was pretty good, actually. But since you made it up, I didn't think you'd have to ask me exactly what it meant. Gotcha. I just I guess I just wanted to make, to make you feel like it was your idea. Sometimes we we learn best by teaching. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just I definitely I was like, I could hear Craig saying that. Like water right away, James. I could totally say that. In fact, I mean, you know me pretty well. That is something very similar to what I would what I would probably say. <laughs> but anywho, I think with yes. me setting you up like that, maybe I should uh, give a little bit of background information on the show, um, yeah. which is in some respects a, a three parter. Really, you got you got these Channel Futures Leadership Summit stuff that kind of encircle the whole event. And then within that, you have the Women's Leadership Summit. You have the MSP Summit. So you can see those are, there's something for everybody. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the stuff that's focused toward uh, the technology advisor, aka agent community. Um, so we've got uh, sales leadership sessions geared toward agents. We've got sessions on um, uh, lead pipeline development, all this good stuff that we're uh, we're putting together specifically for agents so that uh, whether you're an agent, uh, you're an MSP, or you're someone that works at a vendor organization or a, or a distributor, um, that there is going to be something for you at this show. So how about Craig, a channel I, media outlet? Or is there something for people who work for channel media? Um, Like stuff to write about, but there's so we should go to the show is what you're saying. We should we should attend, you and me. We should go. I think okay. we're going to have a great time. We got you on the on all the panels, Craig. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, ex I'm excited. We're going to be, both of us, we're going to be seen on panels. I know exactly what they are yet, but we're going to be, we're going to be there. We're going to be seen. Oh, the mortifying reality of being seen, Craig. I'd like to point out, James, that you, when you were doing that thing earlier, you were listing the, the Leadership Summit, the MSP Summit, the Women's Leadership Summit. You created like a nice little Venn diagram there. Did you notice? It's like sort of weaving in and out pieces that are parts of other summits. Uh, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Oh, did I did I do that? I made a Venn diagram? You kind of did. You kind of did. At least I imagined it that way in my head. Um. Thanks, man. Shoot. I don't get told that too often. Well, you know, you're pretty you're a pretty smart guy. I think anybody who uh listens or watches this uh podcast regularly will realize that. Of course, they'll also realize that uh we do some crazy stuff sometimes where neither one of us looks very smart. But you know, 
you're you're in the top at least top two-thirds iq of people i know thanks brother well we're pretty wacky and that's what really counts right it is it is so you're we're talking about the summit what is there anything uh that stands out to you uh we've talked about some of the keynotes some of the conference sessions in past podcasts but the agenda is really getting filled up i'm interested if there's something new that has arrived on the agenda since we last chatted that you've got your eye on yeah it's the it's the one about lead pipeline that um i think as we speak i'm putting together the um people that are going to be on that but it follows a little bit from some of the quarterly surveys that we've done where we've been asking partners what do you need from your vendor and go to market support and we just hear a lot of partners saying um that they want leads from the vendors. That's what they need from vendors. And at the same time, um, we have other partners kind of wrestling with how they market to get leads. Can they market? Um, Should they just rely on referrals as many have done? And that one I think is going to be a fun conversation about how does the technology advisor of the future find their leads? I think that's going to be a lot of fun. What about you, Craig? Do you see anything you like? Yeah, well, I'm sure that if you're responsible for getting some of those panelists, so you're going to be reaching out to some of your uh, agent peeps, as we uh, like to call them. Uh, I'm going to go sort of on the other side of the channel. I realize the channel, we have all this convergence harmony, uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit about MSPs. Um, we have a new series that is capitalizing on the old MSP Mentor brand. I know you like that one. Uh, We're keeping that alive. Uh, It's a brand that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, Our parent company, Informa, bought the parent company of MSP Mentor a number of years ago. Um, We don't wanna let that name fade from the collective consciousness of the channel because uh, it's, yeah, exactly. It is, uh, it's a well-known brand and it seems appropriate and I'm just going to glance over here. If you see me glancing over here, James, it's not because I'm not with you. Um, but I wanted to pull up the various pages on the MSP Mentor uh, Conference uh, track series. That's going to be stretching over the course of two days, uh, October 31st, Halloween. I'm going to be interested as an aside to see if anybody's dressing up for Halloween at our event. Um just don't, don't dress up like a clown and come at me. That's the only thing I can say. Let's uh, that's a t- topic of another another conversation. But anyway, this MSP Mentor uh, series, uh, it features some of the guys from uh, New Charter Technologies, uh, a pretty well-known name in the brand. They've uh, acquired or invested in a ton of companies over the last uh, MSPs over the past several years. So these guys, guys really know their stuff. Uh, we called on them to lead this series uh, we've got various titles, uh, Take the Maturity Model Assessment Test is one of them, Understanding the Paths to Excellent Client Experience, Understanding the Paths to Business Efficiency, and uh, there's one more, uh, Understanding the Many Paths to Growth. So these are going to be great sessions. Uh, not just MSPs can take advantage, but pretty much any partners can really get some business insight on how to make their business uh, better, whether it's growth. It's assessing their value. Uh, a lot of good stuff in this series. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, James. I love it, Craig. We love the throwback to MSP Mentor. We that do. Was, it's, I think it was gr- a green brand, green logo. It was, yeah. Absolutely yeah. green. I will tell you what. 
I will put that green logo on the landing page of this podcast. So you can check that out because I know you miss it. And uh, absolutely, it's going to be a good one. So uh, we're going to do it. Absolutely. Awesome. I love colors. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, James, what else do we want to talk about? We probably want to start getting into our interview, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, I say we do it. We got yeah, it. So I would... Uh, lean into you and ask you a simple question. Are you ready for this question? Yeah, yeah. James, how do you feel about research or as some say it, research? Research. That's how all the researchers say it because it's more sophisticated way of saying research, research. Well, I revel in research. (laughs) (laughs) How do you Okay, that's good. How do you feel about consulting? Um, I think it's very important. It's the future of the channel, Craig. All right, so how do you feel about those two elements coming together to form the newly launched Channel Partner Strategies Intelligence Service? Craig, I'm so into it. I'm very into it. I know if, I feel like this is something that uh, we've wanted at um, on this channel team for some time and and we're seeing it getting actualized in many different directions. And um, we've gotten to know uh, two new colleagues this year and uh, I'm very excited to, to talk to them on the cast and uh, let you all, the casties, hear from them about what they're doing. Um, with our brand, but also the the Omnia uh, sister brand of, of ours at Informa um, that uh, you may know well in the analyst world. Um, very excited to have a little chat with them. Yeah, this is such a big step forward for our team, right? Uh, to get this research and consulting arm. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit with these guys, but uh, sort of the, the Canalis acquisition the announcement here in the past month uh, by InformaTech has really grabbed a lot of the headlines, but uh, we've already got this research and consulting uh, practice, Channel Partners uh, Strategies Intelligence Service off the ground, and it's already offering some great stuff uh, for the channel. And just about anybody can access this, whether it be vendors, partners, uh, and really gain some insight into what's going on. So, uh, Let's uh, let's bring in our our two experts. What do you say? Should we do? Bring them on. All right, James. Really excited for this interview today. A couple of our colleagues, a couple of top tier colleagues here at Informatech and Channel Futures. We want to welcome in Debbie Kane, Principal Consultant, and Devan Adams, Principal Analyst with our Channel Research and Consulting practice. It's part of Omdia, which of course is within the whole InformaTech and Channel Futures fold. Debbie and Devan, welcome. Thank you, great to be here. Thank you, Craig, very happy to be here. Couldn't wait to get invited. Yeah, we're, we're stoked for this. We got analyst and consulting practice, research and consulting practice. Um, I'd love to help the readers, uh, the listeners, learn a little bit more about this. So you, you two are both, uh, you both joined um, Informa Omnia, our, our channel team, um, this year. But um, what exactly um, is it that you're doing? 
We're not sure. No. Um, yeah, we both came back to actually to the company, which is interesting with a lot of boomerangs um, in our midst. So, um, yeah, so the research and consulting practice is really a, an outgrowth of, um, you know, we've got all of this amazing proprietary research with the 501, MSP 501 that we've been doing for 17 years never really made it available outside of just reporting and, you know, with everything that's going on in the channel and, you know, disruptions and evolutions and mergers and acquisitions. And it seems like the best time possible to, to provide, you know, those insights and research um, and analysis to our vendor and partner community. So I was super excited to come back and be part of this, um, I've been in the channel my whole career, so it seemed like a perfect opportunity and coming back to work with lots of folks that I know. So um, I'm happy to be working with Devan as my partner in crime, as I say. So, yeah. There you go. That's funny, Debbie. Before you joined the call, I also referred to you as his partner in crime. So uh, there you <laughs> I go. I think I said that the first time I met him. Like, let's just set yeah. it straight. <laughs> now that we'll be committing crimes, but, you know. Of course not. Maybe, maybe coloring outside the lines a little bit. <laughs> the message is sticking. That's good to know. It's good yeah. to know. Absolutely. So, you know, it was the uh, acquisition of Canalis that was announced earlier this year that really got a lot of the headlines, but it's super exciting. And we want people to know that uh, you guys were here on board before that all happens, happened, yeah. getting this uh, this research and consulting practice uh, off the ground. So, uh, Debbie, let's let's uh, pick your brain a little bit more on, on the research and consulting practice and how it sort of fits in with Omdia, which is a pretty well-known research brand uh, out there. Yeah, how Canals fits in with us or? Well, how, how the research and consulting practice fits yeah. in, uh, first of all, yeah. with Omdia, and then we can sure. talk about Canalis later. Yeah, no, it's um, all exciting. Um, so I, it, strangely enough, didn't really know much about Omdia when I, um, until I started, um, you know, investigating the opportunity for this. Um, division to be launched. So um, what's great for everyone is that Omdia is um, a research and consulting division of Informa and an Informa tech and is well known in the industry for that vertical market research across all different verticals, um, tech included. Um, and so that's first class research and consulting that they've been doing for, gosh, I don't even know how many years Devan would know because he's been um, with them in the past and to have that on you know as a addition and to be part of it so when we go to market we're under the Omdia um, brand but still aligned with channel so we kind of bridge both but being able to pull in all of that data that uh, that already exists or that we can pull from really rounds out what we had, it really makes it a little bit different than what you'd get anywhere else in, in the channel, which is fantastic for, for everyone. Um, and that's what makes it so exciting for us too. And if I can add, right, it's, sure. it's funny because exactly what Debbie was highlighting in terms of, you know, being, you know, represented within the channel, having that deep channel history and and knowing the channel like the back of her hand right i was the opposite right i'm just being honest right i came in with more of kind of like the research within omdia 
understanding all the, the research that was done on that side of the field, more enterprise focused. So being able to join this group and have this opportunity to work with Channel One and the the entire channel team, right, has been very helpful for me because now I can take those learnings that I have since I was at Omnia and apply them to the channel. And also understanding what what Debbie highlighted earlier was with respect to the treasure trove of information that the MSP 501 in particular brings to our organization as a whole, right? And being able to see that and say, wow, there's a lot here that we can leverage, that we can provide to, you know, channel partners, vendors, suppliers, et cetera, and help them make, you know, the better business decisions that they need just based on all this information that's been gathered, like Debbie mentioned, over the, you know, 17 years or so that that the MSP 501 is being conducted. So that's really where, you know, our two brains kind of match in terms of being able to uh, leverage each other and complement each other's experience. That's really good because James and I have been doing this podcast for, I don't know how many years, James, and our brains definitely have not meshed to this point, but we're working on it. Oh, I can finish your sentences, Craig. I know, uh, too. Oh, yeah. That's a good, you're only like, shit going on. <laughs> well, I am interested in, I know, I know these these um two sides of the research and consulting practice mesh well together, but... I guess I'm wondering if you can distinguish the two sides a little bit, um, maybe kind of, and maybe kind of define a little bit for me and for the listeners, like, what does the consulting side of this look sure. like? And, and maybe how does that relate to the vendors and partners that mm. I want to access it? Yeah, it's a good one because it's, depending on who we're speaking with, it, it from a consulting perspective, uh, perspective, it would be a different deliverable, right? So if I'm talking with, you know, channel marketing or, you know, in a vendor um, or a distributor, and you're talking with, you know, whether it's a channel chief or channel marketing, they're going to be looking for very different types of information, data points, um, or maybe, you know, guidance or insights. Then if you were talking to an enterprise um, corporate marketing person at the same company, right? So I kind of tailor um, the deliverables and the capabilities to the to the audience. So, um, as an example for the channel audience, some of the things that I'm working on are helping um, the telcos, the you know the suppliers, right? The figure out. Seems like MSPs might be starting to, you know, move into that reselling, you know, managed telco let's say, um, is that a trend or is that something that is that a new pocket of opportunity that they should be looking at? So what we can do is we can go into the 501 data, pull who, you know, who has indicated that they sell those services or that there's growth in that area or they've identified themselves in that way and all that information to try to pull together some guidance on and some data points to help them, um, let's say, fund a, you know, a project. Because if they do go in that direction, they're most likely going to need to change their partner program, to which really supports TSDs or TAs versus MSPs. So there's all of those, you know, things to think about, you know, do we have the right staff 
you know, to talk to them? What do we need to know about MSPs versus agents or, you know, our routes to market that we're in now? The other type of things that I'm working on are, you know, and I'm doing a session on this um, at our event in Miami coming up actually on MDF and helping partners to, you know, to understand how to use it. And um, I think we're calling it how to, how to grow your business using other people's money, <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's how I like to shop. <laughs> um, so that's like a really big topic right now because so many vendors aren't seeing ROI with their MDF, but so there's an educational aspect to the consulting that we can do, um, you know, helping vendors either different routes to market. I can bring in Devan to help me, you know, do the analysis on the research that we have or go to our um, sister company, Omdia, and see what they have um, from an industry perspective that might be driving some of these initiatives or moves and changes. So does that help, James? Kind of Yeah, that, that's a little awesome. bit. Yeah. And then conversely, um, Devan, could you talk a little bit about the services that you're providing? Um, I know you'd mentioned that you're, you and Debbie are, are both digging into the 501 research. Um, what other sort of sources and streams are, are you pulling from? And I want to hear yeah. James about this big uh, research launch. Yeah. Uh, some of these reports that just came out. So Devan, feel free to jump into that as well. That's exactly where I was going. Um, so you know, my, <laughs> exactly, we are all on the same wavelength. So I, I like to describe my role in the sense of being a data interpreter, right? Um, so when I look at analysis, I look at it in terms of being able to take a lot of different data points and try to interpret it for the audience. All right. So from that perspective, use the MSP 501 as an example, right? The very first two reports that we just released last week officially on, no, I think it was Thursday, the 16th. So being able to take that gamut of information from 645 different uh, applicants, right? and take that information and drill it down and synthesize it into information on key data points, key trends, key topics that are really pertinent to the channel and channel partners and also to vendors as well, right? So knowing all those different players are involved and being able to say, okay, what would be most important to this group versus that group? Um, is a big part of my role. And I'm not only doing that with the MSP 501, which is an annual survey report um, that feeds into the two recently released reports that we just uh, launched with, which was the, the Managed Service Provider 501, MSP 501, and also another port, report that we are calling the fastest growing managed service provider report, which more people will be familiar with the name NextGen 101. That's really, you know, the crux of what that report entails. You know, those fast growing um, managed service providers within the channel market, all right, and using that information to create those very two key deliverables. And then you also add in 
a report that I'm working with, working on with Mike James and and Jeff from our our editing team as well, which is our quarterly market outlook. Right. So looking at those survey results that we're conducting on a regular quarterly basis and being able to do the same thing, right, interpret those results and analyze them and, and feed them into you know, these quarterly market outlook survey reports that I'll be producing and will be publishing on a quarterly basis. And that's all part of um, just to add on to that, Devan. So the within Omdia, each um, division or um, specialty um, channel is the newest that's been added to the Omdia website. So each one of those, we call them pillars. So whether it be, um, you know, solution provider or, you know, enterprise IT, each one of those um, pillars or specialty uh, divisions has a, um, a, a subscription service to research. So we, what we launched on the 16th was um, it's, and they follow in kind of a naming convention, um, but it's uh, Channel Partners, Channel Partners Strategies Intelligence Service. So Channel Partners kind of defining the audience, right? And then Intelligence Service. So it's an, it's a subscription service um, that's annual that um, partners, vendors can um, add to their current Omdia subscription, or it can be, you know, in, individual. So that was launched on the Omdia site um, uh, last week. So what Devan's talking about is all of the current and future reports that will kind of fill that. So what we've been doing this week is kind of helping our brethren on the Omdia side understand like, you know, how to talk about that because they might be talking to an enterprise uh, team, but it's nice to have that service that you know, we can also leverage when we're doing consulting um, and it will help drive um, more and more um, awareness of our research and consulting as it relates to both sides of the coin. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. stuff that uh, people can't uh, get anywhere else. And as James will tell you, I'm famous for saying we'll, we'll put a link to that uh, site on the landing page of the Channel Futures uh, landing page for this podcast on Channel Futures. And what do you know, James? I see it. There it is. Ding, it's right ding. on your screen. <laughs> flagship, the flagship news site? Yes. The, the, the very same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, like magic. So I am pretty intrigued to hear and curious to hear um, if you have any highlights from some of this initial um, initial research. Um, Devan, um, maybe if I, I don't know if, if it's anything from the the uh, the main MSP five hundred one report or the fastest growing MSPs report. Um, anything stand You've out? You've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> we might need a second podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I would be more than happy to share. I would say some of the most interesting nuggets that that I've seen from the MSP 501 Survey Insights Report and the fastest growing. Um, one of the things that I actually just was actually sharing this conversation with, with Debbie recently, right, with, with regards to the fastest growing. Um, one of the things that's really intriguing about that is how much more diversified the ownership is. Um, so when we looked at ownership within 
these particular companies, uh, there was a 24% ownership from millennials, 20% by minorities, and 9% by women owned, right? And I thought that was very, very interesting, right? Because if I had to do, say, a, a compare and contrast, um, and I'm just, you know, bringing it up now just to make sure that I'm, you know, not fabricating any of the real. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, but if I, if I had to do a compare and contrast, right, if you look at the managed service provider 501, there's a stark difference. Minority owned was only 8%. And like I mentioned for the fastest growing it was 20 percent for the msp 501 uh, millennia on was only eight percent fastest growing was 24 percent and women on was eight percent for the msp 501 but if you look at the fastest growing you know woman on was nine percent so that one wasn't that much different but and the other two, there's a stark difference between the two in terms of, you know, diversification of, of ownership uh, yeah. within those two segments. I think, you know, for me, that was that was very interesting. Um, I think another one that was interesting that I would just highlight and this this kind of had the same effect across both, but it was very apparent, um, I would say, for the managed service provider 501 report where approximately 26% of the companies said that they had acquired or sold a company in the past 12 to 24 months. Um, And then we asked them, what are the expectations in the next 12 months? And 47% actually said that they were planning to acquire or sell a company in the next 12 months. So that's a 21 percentage point difference um, between those two two numbers. And there was a similar uh, occurrence within the fastest growing survey report as well. So just looking at the market in terms of mergers and acquisitions and how you know, those are very popular and, and very trending within the market today. Um, the survey goes to show that expect more, right? <laughs> like that that trend isn't going to stop anytime soon. And, you know, just based on these results, it looks like, you know, what I define and report as the merger and acquisition trend is going to continue to roll. Wow. Okay, that's two or three really juicy tidbits right there. Like, I think I know everyone talks about the MSP space being very acquisitive, but like right there, you've got you've got it on paper, on in data. And I think that is like for me, like that is really significant that like yeah. you're that that's that's big stuff. So that's really yeah. cool. I think really that- Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I, I think the equally interesting were the, the demographics, right? I mean, the channel gets a, a wrap of everybody sort of looking like me, if you will, although maybe not as good looking. Uh, but it's, <laughs> good, to see, it's good to see some of these up and comers, uh, yeah. you know, the, the concerns over, you know, will the channel sort of age out? 
according to the what you found, uh, there's some promising signs there that maybe that's not the case. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to see the new up and comers, you know, and it's kind of the the beauty of that, you know, report too is it's following that, and Devan can add that to his trends to watch um, and up and comers. Like there's, you know, definitely a theme that you know he's following for research, but it's a lot of it is that like who's the next generation of channel because there is such a legacy of you know the VARs who've made it to be MSPs or didn't make it um or those who have moved on to be something else or merged yeah. but it's fascinating to me that MA like you know 10 years ago was not five years ago wasn't even a topic that we had knowledge of or could speak to you know I certainly didn't and just you know working with several of these um, M&A companies, they have an actual person who's dedicated to the MSP, like that's their job in their company is they manage, that's how important that our community is to them um, and how much is going on back and forth. So pretty interesting times in terms of where, where we're going, you know, the channel is evolving. For sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's a big reason why we, uh, Channel Features set up a partnership with ITX and Martin Wolf Company earlier yep. this year, which uh, you set me up for perfectly, Debbie. And we'll, we'll put, uh, we'll put a link uh, get invited back <laughs> on the landing page of this podcast as well. Well, hey guys, thanks for your time. Today. Last thing I wanted to throw at you, I brought it up and I know we can't talk too much about it because uh, the acquisition hasn't closed, but I imagine you guys got to be pretty excited about to Canalis and what that's going to hold that whole thing's going to bring to our team. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, from my perspective, it couldn't be a better match and a better opportunity um, all the way around because um, it goes beyond just channel futures. I mean, what they bring to the party and what we bring to the party is exactly what each other, you know, with their um, growth and Legacy is, you know, is primarily outside of North America, with the exception of the last few years where Jay McBain has, you know, really made a, a quite a foothold. Um, and, you know, I know him and have respected him for a, a long time and thrilled, you know, that we'll be able to work together. And, you know, when everything is said and done, we'll be the largest um, provider of in our market. So it's pretty strong. And, you know, we bring on, I mean, we're going to bring on, I don't know, 17 analysts or something <laughs> globally. So it's going to help our, you know, our events business. It's going to help, you know, all aspects of our business and even research, you know, on the Omnia side as well. So it's, it's pretty powerful. Um, and it was the talk of CompTIA's channel con. Um, so I enjoyed having lots and lots of conversations. And I think, um, everyone's pretty excited about it. So, Definitely. yeah, my, my only add there is it's a great compliment to, you know, what we are offering today, which is why our release and announcement is, is, um, very important, right? Cause we now do have, you know, an established brand, uh, within the Omnia side of research for channel with a very key focus, like yep. Debbie highlighted, especially within Americas and, and understanding how strong the Canalysis brand is, especially internationally. So it definitely serves as a great compliment for us going for it. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited. Well, Debbie and the yep. band, 
We were excited to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Great learning about the uh, research and consulting unit here. And uh, I know a lot of great things to come. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks James. It. Thanks, friends. Great to have you on here. Craig, I got to tell you, I found that info at the end. Those those little factoids, very, very juicy. Uh, I think Devan and Debbie are sitting on some excellent data there. A veritable treasure trove, if you will, James. And that's an interesting phrasing that I just came up with. Little known fact, my dad was a high school history teacher, and that was one of his favorite phrases, veritable treasure trove and vast plethora. Yes, he would interchange them uh, to obviously mean the same thing. Lots of good stuff. And that's what I like to think we have here on the podcast. Lots of good stuff including oh, yeah. our last interview with uh, Debbie and Devan. Well played, Craig. Now I'm, my head is racing, my mind is racing to figure out if I actually got that phrase, veritable treasure trove from you. And if that, I just kind of absorbed that by osmosis or, or if we arrived upon those phrases independently of each other, I'm like thinking like, what is the oral tradition behind what I just wrote in the script? So Wow. Speaking of, speaking of oral tradition, um, you have a, what do you say we give the readers a, a news recap? Oh, yes. Uh, let's do it. We uh, didn't do it on our last podcast because I think we were uh, too into our movie trailer. But uh, how do you want to do this? You want to you go first? Or you want me to go first? What's, uh, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, I, I'll share with you a story that I, I wrote recently. Um, so some people, mainly people in the IT channel, VAR channel, um, MSP channel would know Sammy Kin, Sammy Kinlaw. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, most recently was at TD Cinex, leading um, sales in the Americas, but has also been at some big name vendors, um, notably IBM, Lexmark, and Lenovo. And he very recently made this shift to North Point Commercial Finance, which as the name suggests is a commercial finance provider. And they are kind of uh, view themselves as kind of being one of the first of their kind to be really entering the channel in earnestness and making lots of uh, financial options available for partners, even, even smaller partners that often don't get the attention of the financial community um, and, and struggle to find uh, credit and to be able to um, get the capital that they need for their business. So I had a fun conversation with him about some of the challenges that are facing partners and uh, what he intends to do about that. So I, I, I personally enjoyed that. What about you, Craig? Yeah, a lot of discussion around uh, money. We've got uh, so many investments coming into the channel. Now we've got this opportunity for financing for some smaller businesses. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Pretty good stuff. We love the money, Craig. We love the money. <laughs> All right. As for me, uh, a couple of things uh, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, actually, two stories that were written by our contributing editor, Kelly Teal, uh, this past month, which were interesting because um, they both generated a ton of interest. I mean, they're probably... When you read uh, my top 20 stories countdown, I do it every month, but I do one uh, at the end of the year. 
Uh, these stories are, I can't say for sure we're not at the end of the year yet, but they could be number one and two. I mean, they, they are going to wind up being in the, both in the top five. I'm almost certain. Uh, one of them was uh, a story about AWS and some of the other hyperscalers. It's interesting when we sort of pit these companies against each other uh, in stories or research uh, firms come out with who's biggest, who's gaining, who's growing the fastest. Uh, it's always interesting because those those stories always generate a lot of traffic to the website. And especially we get uh, some eyeballs if it looks like somebody is possibly going to topple the king of cloud, AWS. Uh, and we never really know for sure because these companies don't uh, report their cloud numbers uh, individually from everything else. So it's always sort of a guessing game. But if we do an article saying somebody's growing faster than AWS and they may be gaining or Google Cloud might have just passed Azure and all this sort of thing, it's uh, it's interesting to watch. Uh, it's sort of a race. And again, these stories always do well, but that one just did ridiculously well and will uh, show up again in the top five at the end of the year, almost certainly. And the other one was uh, the Broadcom uh, VMware acquisition. Uh, we posted a story about potential layoffs, unfortunately, that are likely coming. Uh, it was sort of speculation. We had uh, looked at an article, I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal, and, and done some of our own sourcing on that. And that also just went absolutely crazy. I mean, people are always interested when we're talking about layoffs uh, at vendors and companies that do business in the channel. But there's so much interest generated in what's, I think this is like the second largest uh, valued tech acquisition of all time behind Dell EMC. I believe this one is $61 billion. I think that one was $67 billion. So wow. it's big numbers. It generates a lot of interest. So do uh, any stories about layoffs. So we have the combination of those two things together. And of course, this week has been the big VMware Explore event uh, in Las Vegas. So it's been sort of a, a perfect storm of various Broadcom and VMware uh, type stories. So those are the things I've been I've been watching with a lot of interest. Uh, just because you know me, I'm the editorial director. I get excited when I see some things generate <laughs> a lot of interest on on the website. So there you go. I knew you were going to do that AWS King of Cloud story. I just I just knew it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that VMware VMware acquisition and layoff story. That is a uh, there's too much goodness in that one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, I just think sure. goodness, yikes. Yeah, well, we, we know what you meant. We know you didn't mean goodness oh. in terms of the layoffs, but oh, yeah. yes, in terms of interest uh, to our website, it, it certainly was. Yeah. No shame. No shame, my friend. Thanks. We'll, we'll forgive you. All right. Uh, if you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James... You can go just about anywhere you get your podcasts, audio-wise. But we're also on Vimeo, of course. Uh, as you can see here, Vimeo is our host for our video podcast. And most certainly, we would appreciate it the very most if you would check us out on the news site. Channelfutures.com. Thank you so much for joining us as James types away on his next story. We'll catch you next time. Be well, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> two offensive things from you in two minutes. <laughs>